0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host Ash Thorpe and this is going to be episode 96 with the mighty artist Noah Bradley, who joins us this week to discuss how he maximizes his productivity, the folly of the modern day art school, and share some alternatives to learning, including some of his wonderful workshops and courses. Plenty of wonderful tangents in this episode, including the importance of exercise and being physically active, along with being spiritually aware, which we discuss how it affects Noah's work personally. This week's episode is sponsored by our latest and greatest sponsor, Maxon, who I'm really excited to talk about. Um, As you all know, Maxon created a a software called Cinema 4D that I use actively. Um, It's incredibly powerful. On April 13th through the 16th, there's an event in Las Vegas called NAB Conference. For those of you that don't know, Maxon is going to be hosting uh, an event there with amazing 3D artists from the special effects industry, motion graphics industry and design industry. Um, if you, for some reason you can't make it to the actual event, um, you can also check it out. It's going to be being streamed live at c4dlive.com. We'll have links in the podcast episode. You can sign up and participate in the live chat if you'd like, um, submit questions for the presenter, and be entered into the raffle to win over $30,000 worth of prizes. So it's pretty rad. Can't go wrong with that check it out everyone go expand your knowledge and further your career check out the vast library presentations at c4dlive.com and a big thank you to noah for coming on and sharing his time with us this is going to be episode 96 let's roll You're in New Zealand right now, right? Yeah, I am in beautiful, amazing, incredible New
1: Zealand right now. It's a uh, it's an awesome place to live for a little while. It looks really
0: beautiful. I'm. Um, are you familiar with Aaron Beck? Uh, no, I actually don't think I am. He's he's from. Uh, he used to work at Weta Workshop, and he's um, pretty prevalent in the like concept art world he does a lot of like robotics and stuff i'll send you his work but he's my buddy and he lives out there and he uh he sometimes sends me pictures and it looks phenomenal out there like like a little nugget of joy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i honestly i
1: can't believe how amazing it is down here um there's so much like incredible natural beauty packed into a relatively tiny place yeah um and just amazing diversity and stuff so for a landscape guy like me it's uh pretty much paradise
0: peter jackson saw it so and i think james yeah. cameron's on it too he's like i, <laughs> I gotta buy it all up <laughs> yeah exactly monopoly time but yeah it looks awesome it looks like for me from observing for what year you've been up to is um traveling is a really important thing for you huh
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Traveling has been an important part uh, of my life and also career for uh, a few years now. Um, I don't know. It just, it for me inspires me in so many different ways and almost lets me take a break from my art and lets me focus a little bit on life. Uh, which I think for me is a really important part of my career is bringing in some of my experiences
0: from life, uh, kind of into my art. That's which which is interesting. It brings me to another point, which I feel like you're you're an artist that I kind of get a feeling from. It's not just about the craft, but the actual holistic kind of you as a person, what you contribute to the world around you. Is that kind of is that kind oh, of yeah. right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I love
1: painting. I love I love making good art. And theoretically, technically, I'm, you know, halfway decent at what I do. But uh, for me, like it's so much more um, about who someone is as a person, what they're trying to say with their work, um, the message behind the art, uh, all of that sort of stuff. um, Really, uh, it's really important for me. And uh, I've made conscious efforts to kind of develop that side of things in addition to all the technical side of things. Would you
0: say that having a personality behind your art is something that gives it longevity? Was that part of the equation? Yeah, longevity among uh, many other things. I think um, just looking at a lot of
1: art day to day, uh, I see a lot of art and there's just nothing there for me to connect with. Uh, It's just it's it's really surface level work. And you can really tell when someone has kind of dived deep into what they're trying to get at uh, with their work, um, both as who they are as a person and who they're trying to be as an artist. And you can really tell because there's something really honest and human about it when they end up doing that. Yeah. And uh, I think we can all just notice that at a certain level. Um, we might not be able to consciously put our finger on it, but there's just something about the work that feels really honest to us. And uh, I think that's definitely what I'm trying to shoot for. Uh, whether I'm there yet or not
0: uh, is a whole different issue, but uh, that's, that's definitely the goal. That's a really interesting observation because I feel a very similar way um, where certain things have um, a connection, right? Because I, I look at art as a very high level, or not high, it's just a very um, dynamic uh, level of communication. Mm-hmm. And it can be as simple as a casual hello to a passerby, or it can be a very intimate conversation like we're having, which is very dynamic. Um, and that comes from both parties. Um, I feel personally, uh, both parties emitting some kind of uh, dialogue or kind of uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to. I'm losing my track here because it's in the <laughs> early morning. But what I'm saying is like you as a viewer, um, or admitting something interesting about yourself when you accept something as different. At the same time, the creator is also admitting to the world that they are a bit different, whatever that might be. And that could be possibly the connection, you know, something interesting yeah. there, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. What do you think, um, can like capture that essence, that feeling from somebody? Uh... I think that's a really
1: hard thing to <laughs> hard thing to figure out and i and i yeah. and I imagine most of us spend probably most of our lives trying to figure out exactly how to do that but yeah. uh I don't know i think I think just being really honest about yourself and who you are and what you want to make um I think is a really important part of that process uh, of learning how
0: to do that um, yeah. Well, being honest, you mentioned is. Do you think by being honest, what levels does that constitute? Because you seem to be pretty um, savvy with the internet, I suppose, like where you're able to communicate with people via the internet and have a presence. Um, how honest should you be in this day and age? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? When oh, people yeah. are too honest. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> some people are. Some people are too honest. They take, they they take a
1: little different approach to things. But I think. I think being honest with you know who you are and what you're thinking and kind of the struggles and joys that you go through and being self aware I think is kind of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you know telling everyone what you had for breakfast every day. Um, it's ah <laughs> oh, uh, what it's I little, just
0: posted that up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, no, I do that too. I, I totally do it myself. I'm just joking. But. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, it's It's a little bit more about you know figuring out who you are as a person, and you know being aware that no you're not perfect, no you're figuring things out, and you know just being honest with those struggles because when we're honest and open like that, it's easy to connect with viewers with fans, whatever you want to call them um Whereas I think a lot of people take most of their time for social media, uh, myself included, to give off this impression of some amazing, perfect, awesome life where everything is just always fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, you know a lot of people have told me you know, that they kind of get that impression from me that you know, everything about my life is always awesome because I just tend to post pictures of like awesome places and you know, whatever work I'm working on and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's important to realize that at the same time, I'm having all of the same insecurities and problems that they are. Uh, you know, I constantly struggle with thinking my art is terrible and I'm a complete failure and, you know, no one cares about my work and all the same, same sort of things that I think most people worry about. Um, that's all going through my head. Uh, so I think it's important to realize that
0: we're all human. We're all trying to figure this stuff out. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting to think. Um, where people are, are people openly messaging you or com- commenting on things, saying that your life is seems perfect or something? Is that what's happening? The dialogue that you're getting back from people. Oh yeah, I've
1: I've gotten many you know mentions of that of like you know people also saying like I inspire them and stuff like that and yeah. you know I, I'm flattered when people say that but you know I feel just as clueless as when I was a student. Um, most days.
0: So yeah. it's it's a little bit of a daunting thing to hear. Yeah. Is it um because I agree with you. I think that's something really interesting about the approach to art. I I was listening to this audiobook um for the third time now. Uh, I listen to it every other month or so. It's called Manage Your Day-to-Day. Have you ever heard of it? No, no I haven't. It's really good. I noticed on your site you have some books that you recommend. Well, I want to dig into that later on, but at the end of this book, she, the editor, I think, discusses perfectionism and mm. um, what you're telling me about kind of the uh, ebbs and flows of the constant day-to-day of thinking that, um, you know, like obviously you're creating very high-level work, very good quality work, and but Part of you. I'm just guessing, and you you know, maybe you can evaluate yourself personally. I, I, I personally fall victim of this, which is perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Um, which is nothing's ever what it needs to be, and when it is, like, there's a small high of that, and then the next project is just as daunting because you know what level you must live up to. Oh yeah, the pitfalls of that. How do you maintain that? And do you think of yourself as a perfectionist? Um
1: sometimes I do. Uh, I'm definitely dissatisfied with my work most of the time. Um, but at the same time, I think I do have those brief moments usually right as I finish a piece of, Oh, Hey, this is really good. And then, (laughs) you know, the next day I probably think it's awful, but, um, there are usually brief moments where I'm like, Oh yeah, I did all right on that. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe I'm a little delusional there, but, uh, um, I think uh, there's an old quote, uh, I think it was Tristan, uh, Tristan Elwell put it up on concept art a long time ago and there's something about it that always uh, stuck with me um, and I think it was uh, something along the lines of uh, be proud of where you came from and um, uh, excited about where you're going with your work um, and there was something about it that you're allowed to be proud of what you've done and you know excited about what you're doing and uh, there was something uh, positive about the spin on things that yeah. uh really really stuck with me and i always try to keep it in mind to these days um because uh, you know, so often I think we as artists just get super down on ourselves, and I do the exact same thing. Where I think you know I'm going to be a failure for the rest of my life, um, <laughs> just because like one painting didn't go exactly <laughs> as planned. You uh, are a perfectionist, then, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I am sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes. But yeah. I, I try to keep I try to keep a positive spin on things. I think that saying is the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, so it's oh, yeah. like it's it's the. Um, the helpful advice to remind yourself that it is okay and it is, you know, to, to continue on this path, I would imagine, you know, I think that's probably, maybe that's what helps give that to you. That's a good saying though, as far as, there's another one that I use that comes from uh, Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, which he says, um, just for today, like that's what he says. And I, that's a little mm-hmm. bit more on like the pushing part, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, well, but like you could spin it like just for today, I'm going to accept that um, this isn't perfect, but I'm thankful that I finished it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's way of brain hacking in a sense, I suppose. You know? Yeah, I like that. I think it's pretty good. It's like um, for me personally, I've been really trying to discover um, life hacks or brain hacks as of recent. We've, I think, the first time I really got some um, communication engagement with you was. Um, there was this thing that, that Vitaly um, shared with me, which was your life broken into weeks, and uh-huh. you could see your life. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very morbid, and if anybody's uh, listening, we'll have a link to it. Um, I don't think personally that's morbid. I accept that life is is it, time is fleeting, and we only have so much of it. Um, I'm very much the person, type of person that likes to make the most of it, mm-hmm. the best that I can. I think some people obviously wish they they could and the same part. And I think that these things are very, uh, scary, but it was interesting for me. Um, I guess that's probably what stood out is you, you openly and publicly embraced that. And I felt that was kind of cool. And I felt attuned to you based off of that. Cause I was like, well, this is somebody that possibly takes their life in an interesting way, you know, like. So, mm-hmm. how did that reflect on you? Like, what is that? What did that thing actually do for you personally? Or do you oh, use I mean, it? Or? It's it's super terrifying. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I'm probably too scared to like you know put it up on my wall, but
0: uh,
1: <laughs> you know because there are weeks, of course, where I don't get as much done as I might like to.
0: Sure, um, we'll talk about yeah. that too because I'm curious yeah. about
1: that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it is a really, really good thing. Um, because uh, I think realizing that you do have just a finite amount of time to make all of the work that you want to make and to you know, do all that you want to do, uh, I, think it's, I think it's important to realize. Because uh, too many people put off what they want to do or what they're dreaming about for way, 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 way too long. Um, and uh, you really can't do that. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with studying and practicing to get good at something, but unless you're moving in the direction that you really want to move, uh, you're kind of wasting your very limited amount of time here. And, uh, you know, as as depressing as that might be for some people, it can also be a kick in the pants to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, So it's a scary thing, but uh, I, I think it's also a good thing to face up to.
0: I think it's good to embrace it. I always say that um, the richest person and the poorest person, both monetary and spiritually, are all mm. living on the same construct of time. We all share that same currency. And I think if you can harness that to whatever it is, you know, you mentioned um, also um, taking rest breaks of time where you aren't actually engaging in art, but you are engaging your mind in activities such as travel. I've, I, I also very strongly encourage that because I feel that the mind, my personal um, encounter, and I burn myself out countless times. I'm still learning about my <laughs> own body and how to actively engage it properly. Yeah. But I find that um, I've actually, um, personally, this is something I've been doing lately that seems to be helping a lot is not only jujitsu, because jujitsu is a, is a gift to me. It's like a beautiful mm-hmm. gift that I've gotten, gotten. But taking regular walks... Has really yeah. stimulated my mind. Do you do walks? Uh,
1: I, d- I don't do as many walks as I do. I do love hiking though. Oh, okay, um, hiking's get awesome. Me, get me out in nature and get me walking,
0: and it's perfect. Um, yeah. Do you think that by because there's there's many different studies. You know, if we get analytical about these things, or um, we start breaking these things down, there's these studies that when you are propelling yourself. By your own physical body through time and space, basically, which is walking or jogging or hiking or whatever, um, it releases certain chemicals in your mind, endorphins and such, and, and it's a rewarding experience. And therefore, it opens up different um, portals of your mind. Because what we're talking about, what I'm at least I'm talking about, is opening and enhancing the different portions of your mind to create the best work that you can. Do you think that? The act of physical activity is something that would really help your mind moving forward and do you constantly you know like how often are you doing your hiking and when you're in a crutch do you take a time take time to go journey around walk around and stuff uh
1: yeah i think i think doing that sort of stuff is absolutely essential um i'm sure you've read the book uh daily rituals no, I haven't. Put that down. Really? No, I haven't. Really you yeah. would you would eat that up. You need <laughs> to read it. Um, oh, well, thank you. Uh it's it's a really, really good book. And uh it, it basically goes over the lives of a ton of different creatives of of all different types, uh, you know, artists, writers, musicians, everything. And uh it analyzes what they usually did in a day. And it's a fun book because most of the chapters are, you know, two pages. And um one thing you'll probably pick up in there is that most of these people took regular walks and sometimes very long walks yes. every single day, and I think it's it's a really important thing because I know for myself from my own experience, usually hiking, because most of my time has been spent you know in rural areas where you know if I'm going to walk somewhere, it's probably going to be out in nature. Uh, is that all of my best thinking, all of my best ideas, all of my clearest thoughts tend to happen while I'm out walking hmm. and um, you know for a while I, I had never read any of the studies or anything like that or read any of the research uh, I had just noticed this on my own and uh, had just realized that hey if I'm gonna take a walk I'm probably gonna figure everything out while I'm out on that walk uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's pretty awesome
0: it is. and
1: so uh, it's it's a really cool thing to realize and I think it's a lot of uh, it's something a lot of artists will kind of miss out on because we get so trapped in our studios and we get so used to just work, 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 work. Yes, that we, that we miss out on the opportunity to go, you know, for an hour and just take a walk. Just don't don't bring any stuff. Don't do anything. Just you know, take a walk and just clear your head, get your thoughts right, and you'll come back both so refreshed, uh, so energized, and so clear-headed that it'll make a huge difference to your work.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great advice. I I didn't realize it either, too. It's funny how we go through life with creating... Like, I feel life is a construct of many habits. And I feel that if you continually make a habit and you're unaware of it, for example, like falling into the idea of what walks do um, and not understanding it, really, but then coming to realize that other human beings from the same planet that you're on are having very similar results... One of the the things that really um, got me thinking about this was, not only does my friend Anthony Scott Burns, he takes a lot of walks, he's really into those, but we've just, we talked about that a lot, but Mozart is actually a great example who would walk a ton, so much, he would walk so much, and that was something that I think really helped resonate and inspire him personally, I think, as a, you know, creative, I'm just imagining that, you know, but I would always think that, you know, creatives will just sit at the desk and just work through it, you know. And I I agree there's certain times when you need to be like that. But I think that the retreat for the mind isn't always a bad thing. I think that sometimes it's actually a good thing, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree with you there.
0: Cool. I thought we would because I know that we've did, like kind of touched on a couple of these interesting things. And especially if you're kind of this world traveler like you are. I imagine that you've probably experienced pretty interesting, phenomenal like, journeys of like walking around or hiking, <laughs> experiencing these things, you know? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I
1: love climbing mountains. Um, just hiking up a mountain is one of the best experiences ever, and I will not do a single painting or drawing, usually during them, yeah. but I will come back down so inspired and energized and excited about life. Uh,
0: there's nothing else like it for me. Nature's pretty um, amazing, right? I think uh, there's a saying that I was listening to this really interesting lecture on sacred geometry. I'll have to find it and send it to you and post it up. But this guy said this really profound quote, and I think it might have come from somebody else too, but um, it said nature, he said something in the, the realm of like, nature holds the patent of all human creation. Oh yeah, I like that. It's fucking perfect though you know isn't it yep. we're just trying yeah. to mimic the world around us you know yep yeah I, I
1: love that so much it's um, very true there's, there's nothing else quite like nature and I think so many people forget about nature uh, even though it's you know all around us um, yeah I, I grew up as country boy out in Virginia and you know grew up in the woods basically and always have felt a strong connection to nature and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, it really is what we're all trying to get at. It's the thing we need to study most.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think that there's an also, there's another sub line like, um, we as humans, you know, there's, I've talked about this a few times, but we as humans are natural and in our own natural, you know, platform is we're destructive and we're, um, we're unaware, constantly unaware, I feel, um, Globally and personally and spiritually too, and I don't know if you want to get into this so much. This is just obviously opinions, but if you look at the state of um, humanity now and where we're at, like for example, last night, um, I don't, it's, it's just a, sh- a sign to me that I'm getting older, <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and, and it's kind of saddening me that um, my mind is allowing itself to kind of settle into these weird, interesting, like mental debates. For for example. Um, and it's not sad, it's just like, damn it, like I need to focus on other things. But mm-hmm. right now in California, there's this crazy drought, right? There's been right. Really, really shitty rainfall, like there's been really no rain, and there's just a lot of people living here, and a ton of it's agriculture. Actually, 75% of the water usage goes to almond trees. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 75% of our water in California. That's what I read in this study, and I was like, what? Well, then, like, I love almonds, but... Like, uh, tr- take that shit out of here. Like <laughs> get that, take that shit yeah. to somewhere else, man. That's ridiculous. Like we need, yeah, that's to, insane. it's 75%. So, um, but the funny thing is I found myself like really emotionally getting involved with this because for me, it's, it's scary. I have a daughter, you know, like I'm trying to think of, you know, do I need to leave this place? Is it going to turn into a dust ball here? You know, like, right. man, it's just like, I hate being that person of those paranoid thoughts. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just find it to be really interesting, like thinking about what we do as humans and why, you know?
1: Right. No, I, I'm totally with you on there. Um, yeah, it's it's a little scary, the impact we tend to have on the world and uh, how like stupid most of the time we are.
0: What do you think that's, uh, that's that comes from?
1: Uh, I don't know. Probably just human ignorance in general. Um, I don't know that it's any malicious intent on our part yeah. um, as so much as just plain ignorance and uh, increasingly the power to do larger and larger stupid things
0: and not know the consequences of them. Yeah, I think that there is personally, I believe that there's a lot of interesting thing that that come from being a human and also the trait of being curious at the same mm-hmm. time, there's a lot of there's an interesting price to pay for these certain things. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for example, yeah, I think um, what do you what do you think? Because um, you also seem to be a bit of on like the not in the kumbaya spiritual way, but you seem <laughs> to have your a connection to your own soul. Are you? Are, would you um, title yourself as being somewhat of a spiritual person?
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. I would. Um, I was uh, I was raised Christian. And uh, that has always had a very large impact on me and my life and my work. Um, it's it's a really part of it's a really big part of who I am and uh, where I've come from. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something I try to explore in my work and talk about in my work. And uh, I think it's something that particularly in our illustration concept art tends to get either laughed off or shunned or at best ignored and uh whereas i think i think it's a really big part of you know who i am so i like to
0: i like to put it in my work when i can yeah i think i think a lot of it's miscommunication i imagine as well you know i think um well me personally i'm not religious in any way Mm -hmm. um i do feel attuned to something that's obviously beyond us but I just, I don't know what it is. I haven't really seen that or felt it. And I wasn't raised with that either. So I don't have mm, that connection yeah. with um, a said God or anything like that. But right. I do feel that there is something unique about having um, some co- sort of spiritual connection, whether it be with a God or yourself. Um, personally, I think it's, it's actually a really, um, could be sometimes a very strong proponent to success in life, you know. Um, it, whether that's you know monetary or soul, or um, spiritually, um, that's you know whatever you decide. But I find that I, I guess my viewpoint on it is that m- humans and men as and as we are were were created um, imperfectly, obviously, right? And mm-hmm. when when for me religion is a hard one because when man tries to in, in, like um, translate it, basically it gets lost in translation instantly for me because it's like, oh, yeah. an imp- and it's an imperfect evaluation of something that's just too big for us to really grasp or understand. Oh yeah, I I totally agree. And um,
1: I always sort of have to add a disclaimer when, uh, you know, I tell people that I'm Christian, that I'm not one of those Christians. Because, <laughs> uh, and what is that? What is those Christians? I know what you're talking uh, about, but they're just, they're all, they're awful. They, they have a big mouth. They have stupid opinions they tend to be the most hateful, awful, and honestly least Christian people I know. <laughs> yes, and it's terrible, and and I hate it so much. And uh, yeah, so I feel almost embarrassed sometimes by the people that supposedly take the same title I do. Sure, um, and, and it's it's really awful because if most people actually read the Bible, they'd be like, oh, cool. So it's it's basically just love everyone and. Be awesome together and have fun. Uh, the, you know, at, at the core, that's what it's all about. It's not about all of these stupid things of judging other people and hating other people, that—that's not in there. That's—that's that's not what it's about at all. Yeah. And uh, it drives me insane that that's what people have taken from it. So.
0: Uh, yeah, I definitely think that, um, it, you know, loss in translation or interpretation has really um, diminished its ability and quality to reach so many people. And that's probably, for me personally, that's why it's kind of been like, ugh, no, nah, not nah, pass. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be associated can, with those people.
1: <laughs> I, I cannot blame anyone at all for thinking that. Um, you know, I realized that if I had not come from a Christian background, that a lot of it would look really bad to me because sure. most of it is really bad um you know most christians out there are, you know pretty awful at being christian and showing what all this stuff is about so
0: yeah um, yeah i can't blame anyone for that but there is there is a beautiful side to all these things and what i think what i'm getting at too is our design is imperfect from my own interpretation our design is imperfect therefore like the embracing of that is just part of what it takes to become human. the The unfortunate part is that it's just you know. There's only so much water, basically. <laughs> you know, there's oh, yeah. there's only so many times that we can make mistakes until we can reinvent ourselves, if that's possible. You know, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's it's rad that you, you know, you're able to speak openly about what you feel strongly in your beliefs about. And, and perhaps from this experience, people that are questioning this religious, like, you know, Christianity or any of these religions, um, by hearing somebody that isn't saying, hey, Ash, you suck, you know. And, <laughs> you're an awful, terrible Yeah, human being. you're going to die and burn <laughs> in hell and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. you know, like that... I think that the world needs more people that are willing to embrace the fact that, hey, we're all different and it's okay to be a little bit different. You know, that's kind of what makes this world go around. The unfortunate part, I feel, is like right now there's just a lot of ridiculousness happening, you know, but hey, you know, whatever. There's also a lot of amazing shit that's happening, you know, like amazing stuff. Do you feel as an artist that it connects you somewhat spiritually to like your inner like voice?
1: Uh yeah yeah definitely. Um, art for me is a great way for me to both think about and kind of express the things I feel. Um, spiritually, mm-hmm. and uh, it's so much of what I'm doing with uh my personal work. Uh, all my personal work is all about this stuff. Sin's uh, of
0: man is that what it is?
1: Uh yeah, the sin of man. Um, and uh, it's it's all about this spiritual stuff. And a lot of people have gotten that impression already, which is it's good. I'm glad that's being communicated. And, um, and of course already people have started misinterpreting it, Um, you know, (laughs) you know, Christians have thought that it's like atheist work and atheists have gotten the impression that it's like Christian work and (laughs) neither of those are exactly true. Um, so yeah, people have on both sides have already become opinionated about it. Um, and sometimes almost insultingly so. Uh, yeah, I remember one guy who was like, Yeah, I really like your work, but if you get too Christian with it, I'm not following it anymore. Like, <laughs> Co- uh, cool, I guess. Uh, it's, it's really open minded of you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. How do you do it? Because I mean, I want to talk more about that concept too. What you're talking about is involving your spirituality and using it as a language device and conveying your ideas and information. Because I find that to be really. Um, you, you, um, from the things that I've exp- experienced through you socially, um, on the internet and stuff is, is it feels that you're very open about the concept of using your gift or the, this training that you're creating to create something beyond just like we talked about in the beginning, like it's beyond surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that by digging deeper into a narrative or painting something that has a bigger structure underneath it, do you feel that it? it's worthy of your time by doing so. And if you didn't have that, if you were just, let's say you just were painting and I don't want to inf- in, in, uh, insult anybody, but you were just painting like big breasted women with like machine guns and like riding Harley Davison's and like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. cool, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I would never do that, but at the same time, I'm not trying to say it's bad. It's just, there's a place for this and for that in this world as well, you know, but yeah.
1: And I think it goes back to just, being honest with yourself and what you want to make. And for me, like if I was painting that stuff, I would just hate myself. I'd be utterly and completely bored. Um, If I'm not doing something that really means something to me on a really deep level, I'm going to get like bored and unhappy with it.
0: Yeah. So, well, I guess it's good to know what makes you like, what makes you work. Right. I mean, I guess it's, 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 it's important is it important for you personally to be attuned to this on a daily basis?
1: Um, maybe not a daily basis, but kind of a general basis of um, definitely making work that's very important for me. You know, I do, I still do, you know, commercial illustration, concept art stuff, and I'll do jobs for clients that I don't particularly care too much about their project. With all due respect, um, it you know doesn't move me spiritually. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can still do that work. But I think at the end of the day, as long as I'm still making this stuff that really, really affects me, um, that's, that's what it's all about for me.
0: How do you juggle that? We now we're moving on to the concept of, of um, client work. How do you manage to keep like your client work um, Proficient in working and stuff and then keeping that dialogue and stuff. Because you're obviously a freelancer, I'm just assuming, but I'm yeah. pretty sure. So and you're traveling all around the world too. Yeah. So, so how do you manage that? This is an interesting life choice that you've made. So
1: um yeah. Uh I am a freelancer mainly by uh mainly by merit of laziness. Uh I I've, <laughs> I've never really understood how someone could wake up every day and go to work. Um, as, as terrible and like horribly elitist as that sounds, <laughs> it, it, it like, sounds really awful. I know. Um, but I, I never really got it. You know, I got to the age when I started getting like job offers and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, you, you mean I have to go to work every day? Well, <laughs> w- what if I don't feel like it? Yeah. You know, uh, and it's, it's really lazy. And I swear that's probably most of the reason that I ended up becoming a freelancer is because freelancer, you know, as long as I get my work done on time, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, right. uh, yeah so it, it, I, I was never fond of the working for work's sake. Uh, if I'm going to work, I'm going to make money and I'm going to work at my pace when I want, where I want, how I want, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, that's, I guess, kind of how I l- ended up in freelance. Um, and nowadays, with uh, with my client work, I guess I try to keep it somewhat to a minimum, uh, enough to sustain me, pay my bills, all that sort of stuff, um, and give me enough time to be working on whatever it is that I feel like
0: working on at the time. It's beautiful, though. That's a really great way, I think, of approaching it. I, do you think that by having this method has helped you um, kind of with mental clarity? So when it t- comes time to do your own personal work you're not completely like for example I'm just I'm throwing out a scenario here and let's see if this works Uh, so if you're doing a job that's incredibly emotionally and and spiritually taxing on you because it's something that you're not really into and then by the time it comes for you to work on your own work would you be recharge and ready or would you not? And what I'm getting at is I think that your choice is to make your own decisions on these things that allowed you the freedom, um, for the most part, it seems to be able to have the energy and poise and be ready for your own personal work. So when it comes time to do it, you're ready to go. Is that kind of, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Because for me, if I was putting
1: too much time and, and too much energy into just doing commercial work, uh, I would be far too burned out to really properly do the stuff that I wanted to.
0: Yeah. Okay. It makes sense, though, because um, a lot of it's conservation, I would imagine. So I think it sounds to me like you're a bit more attuned to like the conservation of energy and um, keeping that flow going. So, yeah. yeah. That's about right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. D- does the act of creating art, do you feel that it definitely has... Um, it's uh, where am I getting out with this? I'm trying to explain something that's a little bit more (laughs) dynamic here without sounding too kumbaya, but the act of creating art is, do you feel that there's um, a a bit of a spiritual exchange that I don't know? I'm, I'm trying to articulate what I'm saying, but I'm sounding like an idiot. So (laughs) I'll I'll pass on that one, but let's get back into the freelancing thing. So as far as like business and managing all that stuff. So, What's a, what's a normal day like for you on average? You know, I I wish I could tell you, you know, I I
1: got up at the same time every day and you know, did all my work and dealt with all of my emails and was super professional and uh perfectly managed all my time, but that would be a complete lie. Uh <laughs> good, you know, yeah, be honest. <laughs>
0: to,
1: yeah, I I usually wake up at some time, sometimes early, sometimes late. Uh, sometimes i 'll do my work right away. sometimes i 'll you know hop on Reddit for an hour. Uh, you know I can be really lazy sometimes I can be really productive sometimes. and uh, I guess for me, somehow i 've managed to always get my work done somehow i 've always managed to do enough work and uh, sort of in there i 've realized that I can't do good work for eight hours a day. I I can't do it. I don't know how a guy in a studio manages to work 40 hours a week every week on schedule and do like great work because I've realized I cannot just do that. Um, I don't have the creative output to sit there for eight hours straight and just like bang out work. Um, But I have found that I tend to be very fast and efficient when I do work. And so if I can get say three or maybe four hours of painting in. Uh, on a given day, that I can actually get a lot of work done. Um, Because I tend to be very focused and make decisions very quickly. And um, as long as I can get in that three or four hours, uh, I tend to be uh, pretty happy with my output. Uh, I tend to do enough good work that uh, I'm pretty pleased with things. And so on an ideal day, uh, not necessarily an average day, uh, I usually try to wake up early, because I actually seem to have pretty good um, productivity. If I do wake up early, uh, I hate doing it. I hate waking up early. Not a morning <laughs> person at all. Uh, used to be the guy who stayed up till like three or four a.m. every night. Yeah. Um, but I have realized that I'm really productive if I wake up early. If I get up at like five or six a.m. and just like immediately get to work, you know, put on a podcast, put on some nice music, uh, I can work for a few hours straight. Uh, and you know, by the time breakfast rolls around, I am like, you know, I've been productive already, you know, I can go throughout the rest of my day feeling pretty good. Cause I got in some really good concentrated, productive painting time. And, uh, I just feel great for the rest of the day.
0: That's a great way of looking at it. I think it sounds like you found your ebbs and flows as far as like your creative output timelines and stuff. Cause it's like a reward system, isn't it? I think of that when I, when I hear that, and I also think of myself, I think of the Pavlov's law. You know, mm-hmm. like, the, the, like, I mean, that's a bad way of looking at ourselves as these dogs. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you, um, you create these habits or you find your where your flow is and then you reward yourself by accomplishing something. It mm-hmm. releases that endorphin within you and then you feel positive positive. And like you said, I mean, for me, at least, um, personally, it sounds like it's very sa- the same for you by accomplishing things. Do you feel like your personal energy and your outlook on the world around you is is much more positive? Oh, yeah,
1: I, I, I need to be doing something that I feel good about to feel good about myself. And I know that's a horrible way to go through life um, because, you know, you shouldn't put all of your self-worth and the stuff you're making because sometimes the stuff you're making doesn't turn out great and then you hate yourself. But uh, I I really need that. I need that little itch that, oh, I made something cool today. Uh, I made something cool today. And I have to do that every day. I have to to make something every day uh, or at least every week or something like that. And um, if I don't get that itch, I start to feel pretty bad about myself. And uh, I think there's that constant itch that uh, sort of drives us all forward to make this stuff
0: yeah I agree I think that there's definitely something there and having a risk and reward or a reward system or some kind of um dialogue with yourself about you know progression and stuff is an interesting concept do you oh, think yeah. do you think that um do you are are you into lists and stuff like that are you a list person
1: uh yes and no
0: um
1: I kind of sometimes I do sometimes I don't um But uh, yeah, I tend to be fairly productive if I do stick to them.
0: Yeah. Do you think, is there any kind of like practical, proper practices that you use in order to achieve these things? Because you talk a bit about, you know, the humbleness and the honestness of being an artist that's, you know, as some people might look up to you as being a mentor for them. But at the same time, you feel like you mentioned in the beginning of this conversation that you're constantly fighting against, you know, very similar battles, which is, um, um, you know, artist block, or I don't know, you didn't mention anything in specific, so I won't say anything, but just common struggles. Um, do you have, is there, is there one that you find personally that really sticks, um, inside your mind or is something that you're constantly battling against? For me, it's sometimes like, for example, it's, it's, um, over overthinking, I can do everything. And mm. Time management, like I I feel like I overbook myself constantly, and I'm constantly fighting against it. So mm-hmm. um, even though I accomplish probably ten times more than I ever have, I'm still like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> I missed that one thing. Like no, <laughs> yeah, and no,
1: no, I hear you there. The, um, the forest for the trees, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think probably for me. Um, is I always forget how much I like art until I'm doing it hmm. uh, or until I've done it uh, and there's something where I have a really really hard time starting myself painting uh, it's, it's quite a leap for me to go from just sitting there to actually opening up Photoshop and starting to work on something and that I think for me is the biggest hurdle and any way that I can trick myself into doing that uh, the better um, so I think that is probably my top difficulty that I still struggle with. And from there, uh, probably the other one I would struggle with is keeping focused on what I'm working on. Uh, I'm very, very easily distracted. I'm certain if I had gone to public school when I was a kid, I probably would have been diagnosed with, you know, ADD or something. Hmm. Uh, I tend to jump around mentally a lot and, um, um, yeah, so for me, again, it's a, it's a case of having to trick myself into being pro- productive. And uh, you know, once I do make that leap of starting to paint, uh, it, there's a few tricks I have to stay productive and stay focused on what I'm doing. And uh, actually, podcasts are one of the best things for me. Um, I've realized that if I stick on a podcast, uh, I tend to keep working. Uh, I don't take breaks. I don't stop. I don't you know try to switch to a browser or something like that. I just keep working. Because uh, it's there's something about there's enough mental stimulation there for me that I stay really focused on what I'm painting. The dialogue, and, yeah. There's just something about having some talking heads, uh, you know, right in your head uh, <laughs> that really that really keeps you focused. Sure. And um, uh, you know, I've actually listened to some of your podcasts while doing that, and you know, all that stuff just keeps me focused. So there's that. And uh, my other trick is I've got this app called Rescue Time. And Rescue time is mainly to uh, track your computer usage. And it gives you know, a weekly email saying, you know, what percentage of your time was productive, you know, what you spent your hours in on your computer and stuff. And it's really just fascinating to see, you know, how productive you are week to week and what really consumes your time. Uh, it gives you a really honest look at how productive you are. Uh, but the other thing that it has is that you can click a button and you can click the whatever it is, Get Focused, And you can basically turn off your browser Uh, can turn off all quote unquote distracting websites and uh, just get work done. And it's great. You know, I turn it on and I set it for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour something like that. And all of a sudden I can't open, you know, Twitter or used to be Facebook or whatever else um, for that time. And believe it or not, it's actually really helpful. You'd think that you could just, you know, choose to not do that um but there's enough times where it makes it so much easier not being able able to do that um and uh so that's actually one of the tricks i try to use for myself whenever i need to be really
0: productive that's cool i need to check this out um this get focus thing because i think that's actually a really interesting thing i've had a i have a, recently asked a lot of people um everybody actually have asked on the social media on facebook and twitter and i asked them to evaluate what they thought um from one to ten, how value, valuable they felt it was, and it was what's mm-hmm. kind of interesting is it's almost like going to, um, uh, n- uh, almost because I I feel like the internet can be very addicting. Um, mm. So I feel like I'm going to a bunch of addicts and going like, hey, is is what do you think? Of, what do you think of beer? You know, like I think <laughs> beer is good, and everybody's like, go, yeah, fuck yeah, beer is the best, number ten. I need it. It's like, and so it was kind of interesting to me because I'm not sure if it's completely honest, but people had some really valid. Um, evaluations of th- things like Facebook and they said you know like hey it helps me keep, be connected with my friends and I also get to see like rad artists and that's really cool and it inspires me and blah blah, blah. That's, that's awesome because it's actually a positive outcome for people the the flip side of that for me personally is that um, it is it has some negative um, bits obviously you know the 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 black hole I call it is is this the black hole of time um, there's this one book called uh, The War of Art. Have you read that Stephen Pressfield's book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about starting, it's almost as if, have you personified the procrastination within you? Because like, that's kind of what he's done with his thing. I found it to be really fascinating when you personify um, these things. Because not, I don't know if it's procrastination necessarily. I don't think it's that necessarily. But the 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 starting for you, I think, is is um what you said is probably your hardest section but once you get going it's like all right it's it's time to you're you're in that flow especially if you have like a habitual like podcast for example to kind of get your mind in gear once you hear joe rogan's voice or something you know Mm -hmm. like it's like oh it's time to to to, it's time to work basically right because i'm ready for that exchange of like i did work i feel good time to go do something else you know yeah, definitely. Setting good so, habits is a good is a good thing for you, huh? It's a
1: great thing. And actually going back to what you're mentioning about social media, mm-hmm. um it's somewhat relevant cuz uh actually about a little over a month ago, I actually deactivated my Facebook account um, just mm-hmm. cuz I realized how much of a time sink it was for <laughs> the value it was giving me. Sure. And uh you know, I used Facebook for years and years and years and used it primarily to like build my like connection to the art community and all that. And I just realized in recent months, that it just it wasn't giving me the same value that it used to. It wasn't quite worth it to me anymore. Um, so I actually turned it off and switched entirely to Twitter for my uh, social media itch, and um, I found it to be really great. Uh, there's something that's less uh, time consuming about something like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's easy to take a small bite of Twitter rather than you know hop on Twitter and you know spend an hour there. Uh, it's it's much harder to do that. So for me, it's been it's been a great thing. So, so no more uh, fa-
0: no more Facebook, huh?
1: No, I, I haven't missed Facebook a bit. Yeah, uh, there hasn't been a single time when I've been like, oh man, I really miss it. I can't wait to go back or anything like that. It's yeah. it's every day of like, oh, I didn't get on there today, and I don't miss it at all.
0: Uh, I don't it, think I've ever used the word miss in Facebook in the same sentence, personally. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And and Should- yet we all we all keep using it.
0: It's, well, it's because I think it's an addicting thing because it touches on us psychologically—the the want and the desire to be understood, heard, and, oh, uh, sure. and and felt like we're a part of a group. You know. Yeah,
1: it, it fulfills so many perceived needs in a perceived in a, at least at least a perceived way. Yes. Um, you know, uh, and I think I think if most people just tried for you know, say a week or something like that to leave it. Yes. Uh, I'd be interested to see what people actually think about it. Um, cause I have a feeling most people would realize that they're not really missing much when they leave. Yes,
0: I agree. And that's when I asked everybody what they thought. And a lot of, I got a lot of tens and like highs above five. My, my suggestion to people was like, if it's above five, please explain. I very rarely did I get somebody to say, ah, it's like a two. You know, like people were like, "No, it's like 10 <laughs> and I, and for me, it, w- it was just more of a psychological um, evaluation of everything at the same time. I feel that it's a great tool and device to access people, but at the same time, it's very um, surface level, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the, the beauty of this stuff is it connects people like you and I. Now we're on the show, we're having a conversation, we have an exchange sure. of energy. Which is very beneficial um, But it's just at a different level I suppose And I think the device of Twitter um, I find Twitter to be interesting As well I feel like Twitter and, And I think they all It's it's like any tool, right? You can have a gun; you could kill um, an animal to feed yourself and your family and provide, you know, longevity or whatever. But you could also use it to kill your foe or whatever. You know, like there's right. it's a it's a it's a device that can be used for good and bad. And I, te- yeah. I think technology is is just the same. I think it's more or less the um, the user being self aware. You know, like we talked a bit about this conversation's kind of been about being self aware, and I think that's yeah. a a big undertone to kind of what you you seem to be keen to, to attuned mm-hmm. to in the universe, and I, and I'm definitely trying my best to be more and more these days. Yeah, I personally sure. give Facebook and Twitter 15 minutes of my day, tr- maximum. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I that's, think that's a lot of self-control, right there. It's just um you know like it it's it's hard because there's a lot of messages there's a lot of people mm-hmm. asking things and wanting things and I, and everybody that's listening that has asked me things on Facebook I apologize I'm just I have to <laughs> shut that stuff out because I can only be this person that like creates cool work by actually doing that and so yeah. I'm only on there to exchange Actually, the only thing that I realized there was maybe two years ago, I did like a rant. I I openly complained about the world around me (laughs) and it was a bad experience because I realized, wait, people don't want to hear about me like talking shit because I was just I think it was I was stuck in L.A. traffic and and it's just like for me, it's like the really bad experience because I hate sitting and wasting my time right and i didn't have like a you know i don't know i was just in a bad mood (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh and i was like ah like i can't stand this city i hope i never have to come back like you know just being a shithead openly openly like admittingly like saying stupid stuff on the internet we've all done it Uh i think oh yeah sure but uh yeah like it yielded really weird results and i realized wow like i can't really be myself on this place like i can't like you know myself isn't this negative person it's just i can't openly go like fuck that you know (laughs) right and so what I realized is like oh this is just like a cool device and to kind of be superficially connected with everybody and Mm -hmm. so I was like you know what I'm just going to share like really awesome links with everybody that's all I'm going to do share the podcast share really cool links and that's the device that I've established and then I you know I see some cool stuff from people and I pass it on but for the most part it's very surface level for me, at yeah. least, you know.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's important to realize that that it's not going to actually serve that need of like deep connections to other people and stuff. Um, it's a very
0: surface level interaction uh, almost all the time. Yeah, I think there's a five percent, you know, like like if to say that it's completely useless is is is, is too much. But I think or yeah. whatever, and I'm not, we're not saying that. But I think that like like I said, um, it's I've gotten to know you through it. Through Vitaly's mm-hmm. thing, and then right. you showing that, and I was like, "Hey, what's this guy all about?" And then mm-hmm. briefly, kind of getting an idea of what you were up to, and then the Twitter conversations, our dialogue, and then I think you had mentioned something about like um, Aaron Draplin's podcast. Mm-hmm. I think you enjoyed that one, which he's he's oh, yeah. he's fantastic. He's just got the, such a, an amazing personality. And then now we're yeah. doing a podcast, so I think that there is obviously um, total value to it. I guess it's just the spectrum in, in which you allow. I suppose, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I think it is a great thing. I mean, I've made incredible connections to great people, you know, that have stuck around uh, on through social media. But I think it is that taking that step from the surface level to making a you know stronger connection between two people, yeah. that's really the thing we should be after, is that more and more of these weak ties, so to speak. Uh, doesn't necessarily help us as much as maybe a few strong ties from time to time that yeah. we might get from social media. Um, and I, I think that's an important thing for people to realize as they use uh, social media.
0: I, th- I agree. Um, I think there's a certain etiquette, I suppose, you know, to, to carry yourself with. There, is there any kind of like tips or tricks that you use in order to carry yourself properly on the internet? Uh,
1: I don't know. Be yourself, but don't be an idiot. Uh, I guess, I guess that's as
0: best as I can do for that. <laughs> that's like the most abstract, comment. <laughs> Yeah. but no, it's, I mean, that's a like obvious that's through life though. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's interesting on your site too. You kind of talk a bit about art school. I noticed mm-hmm. that you got your BFA in Virginia where you're from, but on your website, there's also, you have a concept. Is that your, um, I couldn't find the name of that thing. It looks like it might be a little bit of an older article. Is that your article about school? Uh, yeah, the don't go
1: to art school thing. Yes, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's me. Um, easily the most controversial thing and popular thing that I've ever written uh, mm. in my life. Um, but uh, you know, it was written whatever it was uh, a couple of years ago now, and uh, basically, it got to the point where I was just fed up with how much uh, how much in debt everyone was getting and it was just awful because I mean obviously as an artist I know how much artists tend to make and I was seeing just these student loan debts that skyrocketing yeah um, to the point where it was just tens and tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and it's just awful you know even if you're cranking out only successful artists uh, they're still in monumental amounts of debt Um, and, uh, you know, with all due respect to artists, uh, they're not terribly good at math, um, (laughs) dare you, sir. No, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know, and and as a guy with even a basic knowledge of math and finances, uh, the amount of debt people are getting into is utterly irresponsible at best. Yeah. And, uh, I was just, I was sick of it. I was sick of people doing this to themselves. Were people Uh, coming up to
0: you and talking to you about this thing?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I would talk to a lot of students. You know, I've been really involved in kind of helping and teaching students and giving talks at schools and stuff like that. And I would talk to these students and stuff, and uh, somehow they would, you know, tell me how much, you know, debt they had and stuff. And it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing that someone that young could have so much in debt. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, hearing a kid that's you know twenty years old have a hundred grand in debt is insane.
0: Or four hundred thousand. Uh,
1: yeah, God
0: forbid. <laughs> what the, um, what you the know, heck? like
1: What the hell is going on? And <laughs> it it got to the point where. I realized that these schools and the people giving out the loans were telling these students that it was a good idea to do this. How dare they? It's an awful idea to do that. (laughs) It's a horrible idea. Don't ever do that. You know, if, if schools paid for it for you, go for it, do it, do it right away. You know, if you have super rich parents that are going to pay for whatever you want, go for it. That's, 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 that is fantastic. You should totally do that. Um, but if you don't, and if you don't have any scholarships, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. It's a terrible way to begin your life. It is it's one of the worst ways to begin your life. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I actually um I come from very humble beginnings and like I really wanted to go to Art Center personally, but I mm-hmm. I moved out when I was 14. I put myself through I got two degrees in art, but I didn't get a chance to go to Art Center. The irony of it, though, is my first main job in film was like everybody, or the majority of people that I was working with are at the same level were from art center. So I was like, wow, well, I guess I'm getting my master's program with my art center students. <laughs> and so it's being self-taught almost, I think, a lot of the, a lot of the ways, because um, you not only do you you mention, you, so you, you rant a little bit about your your own personal opinions, but you back it up with information, which I think... If anybody's interested about like you know how to publicly rant um, with proper <laughs> information, this is a very good example, I think personally, because um, I think that having an opinion is sure you can. Everybody has one, but at the same time, having an educated opinion and then also off- offering a resolve, you, you're yeah. taking it upon yourself to show people that hey. Like, the average cost of this is this much. This is what um, a Harvard diploma is, you know. Yeah. And, and a Harvard diploma usually yields crazier amounts of money based off of whatever right. that, like a, a lawyer, for example. Yep. You know, whereas, like, you know, I know what artists aver- on average make, you know. Really high-end artists, they, they're different spectrum, but the average artist does not make um, nearly as much to pay off or even manage such a debt, you know. Oh, hell no! i mean you i mean you don't <laughs> hit
1: you don't usually hit six figures until you're like art director or something like that, yep, and uh and you need so that right yeah. out the bat, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you need that immediately, and, and I don't think people realize that you know two hundred thousand dollars in debt is usually about two thousand dollars every month for ten years, yeah
0: and you can own a ferrari no, I'm joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous and and also like i'm sure you've experienced too is um the the u.s dollar is is stretches so far around the world right. in different realms right. you know it's some some places it's shrunk but some, and for the most part in certain areas you can you can live a very good life for two thousand a month oh
1: you know? yeah you can you can live a great
0: life for that much money. It's exactly.
1: To realize <laughs> to realize that you're just giving away all of this money, uh, it's it's insane. And you know, I had I had about forty thousand in debt, and that's because thankfully my parents were able to help me some with my college. Yeah, uh, they helped me quite a lot with it, um, but still, just because you know my parents aren't super wealthy parents, uh, I still ended up with about forty thousand dollars in debt, which is It was awful for me. I hated it. I realized like every day that I was, you know, I was worth less than nothing actually. And uh, (laughs) actually, I still remember the day I hit zero dollars net worth. Uh, I remember that day of like, oh, I'm worth nothing right now. This is great. (laughs) It felt it felt amazing. It felt felt incredible because I realized like, oh, I'm actually I'm even right now. That's good. Not I'm not down. And then I realized that a lot of these kids are going to be, you know in the red until they're 30, 35, 40.
0: It's part of the system. You know, it's part of the system, indentured servitude kind of thing. I mean, I can go on and rant rant about it. But um, I think that another thing I think we should definitely propose is that there's a lot of really amazing people and school is an amazing it's an amazing concept we really need this mm-hmm. right pa- pa- paying it forward passing it along teaching yep. exposing evolving helping the next generation i i'm 100 percent for that i think that's very important i i actually was going to school to learn to become a teacher and mm-hmm. i do a plan on doing stuff myself i think the podcast is kind of like my release for that realm personally yeah. i feel it's like a you know, it's something that I should do, and I think it, I'm, it helps a lot of people. Unfortunately, I'm really stoked about that. But yeah. what I think is also important, you mentioned in your disclaimers, that you have a lot of friends who are educators. You mm-hmm. have friend, you have people that you know that you respect that work for these institutions, and you're not personally attacking them. It's just more or less the system. Where do you think the system breaks? What what do you think? Is it, it's like, oh man, we got to just milk the shit out of these kids, (laughs) man. We just can freaking drain them dry, man. Yeah. (laughs) uh,
1: I think that, I think there is a few places where it, um, where it falls apart. Uh, I think, you know, the, Banks actually being able to give out these student loans is a terrible, short-sighted thing to do. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a very good reason that a lot of banks, for instance, my bank, uh, JPMorgan Chase, the one I got my student loan through, oh, uh, no Chase longer gives out student loans. Yeah, um, and uh, so I, I think there's uh, there's there's a very bad end coming to all of this. Um, the fact that we had the housing crisis so recently, and yet we seem to be just fine giving out these huge loans to people who have no way of paying it back what the hell um, man <laughs> yeah that's that 's not going to end well for anyone no um, that 's going to be very, very bad when all of those students suddenly default on all of their loans yeah um, so that's that 's going to be very bad in a couple of years. Um so I think it's it's a mix of that and a mix of schools realizing hey we can charge these students as much as we feel like and they'll pay it because yeah. they have infinite uh debt they can get into basically. Yeah. Um so I think I think it's a mix of those two problems sort of feeding one another.
0: It's a gross it's like the snake eating itself, you know. That's yeah. what I that's the picture I get in my mind about this stuff and I find it to be really nasty. I'm actually yeah. um slowly working on, um, this whole Gumroad thing has been really interesting. All my buddies mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, <laughs> the, the crazy shit about this stuff is that you can go to the school and you can pe- spend a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, 200,000. If you can afford it, your parents can afford it. That's amazing. Go do it. Cause it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn from great people. As long as you go into the right institution, yeah. or if you have any, even a little bit of self-discipline, you can basically learn from some of the best in the world for like $5. <laughs> that, <laughs> yep. that just blows my fucking mind. And the cool thing about what we do, and it's very important and unique, is that you don't necessarily need to go get a formal education. If, you have, if you're going to go be a doctor and open up people's bodies, you have to go and learn. Yeah, please do. Yes, please, okay. yes. Um, some people don't. That's, that's, another, <laughs> that's another talk. But the cool thing about you know cuz i think as as artists um a lot of us are we didn't we didn't choose to be artists we became them because that's who we are you know like right. we just and so the great thing about knowing that is dude we're pretty we're pretty lucky in the spectrum of the world where we don't necessarily need an education if no. you have any inclination of any sort of self discipline like look at guys from the full spectrum i look at vitalia as like a bell curve setter Mm -hmm. Vitaly for me is just a, a, he's a workhorse, a beast, savage, Mm. structural, just monster who's just gets in there like a machine and just destroys everything. (laughs) And then you have the basic, very minimal, um, procrastinating person who's maybe starting out for the first time and this completely different spectrum. But between those two people, there's no difference really. There's, it's just, I mean, the difference is obviously self-discipline and these different things, but the cool thing is, um, school doesn't really teach you that. And another really crazy thing is, school doesn't teach you about like, hey, you know, you need to charge this much money, <laughs> like no. really important shit. And that's something that I try to bring up here on the on the show too. And and I sometimes I and I don't want to throw you on the spot, but sometimes I like to ask my guests, and I probably should have prior, but. If you ever are open to talking about, because I, I openly like to talk about like day rates or the way to work your business and and, and way to keep yourself afloat and, and how to manage these things. Because for me personally, like I live in San Diego, I have a family, yeah. I own a house, I have all these different things. Actually, I only owe debt on my house, which oh, is nice. cool. Yeah, <laughs> good. yeah. Well, I take a responsibility for my own, my own stuff. I didn't take on a lot of debt, especially with school, but... Um, the business side of things is is really important, I think, especially oh, yeah. to discuss. I'm, I'm always
1: happy to talk about that stuff because, you know, I remember coming in to kind of illustration and concept art and no one would really like talk about it. No one would talk about like how much you're supposed to charge or yeah. how much they charge or how much money you really make at the end of the year. And Why the hell stuff is like that? that. I don't know. It drives me insane. Yeah, you know, I think I have some. You just, s- why s- can't you just say, "Yeah, I charged you know about two thousand for a painting or something like"? That. Why can't you just say that? Why can't anyone just say that? I have you know f- be be honest with these numbers.
0: Sure, I have a feeling that it's it's probably because it's associated with the ego, um, right? Or, and you know, people feel vulnerable when they when when they when you say, "Hey, like I charged ten thousand for that," you are like, "Whoa, yeah. what the hell? You charged yeah. that?" You know, and I and, right. and I, for, for me personally I think that I'm mature enough to when my friends are killing it I go fuck I'm so pumped for them I'm yeah. like it makes me so happy that's yeah. but that's I think not everybody as is as mature as that and if you're those people that are like hating on somebody for succeeding like you should really take a step back and like think about who you are as a person like <laughs> don't be that person nobody likes yes. that person like no, seriously no one likes that no go, one needs that just, just be proud of everyone else be it's proud the thing that you should, I would suggest for anybody that does that is for me personally, because I came up pretty hard shit was happening for me and I had to really push Uh forward. And I remember people like my dad, especially like, don't, don't be like that. Don't be that person because the moment you do that, you shut that world out, you know, and and he was right. And for me, I think it's like, you have to embrace that success from other people because they're paving the way they're paving the way for you you know, and, 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 and support that, be about that. As long as they're doing the healthy thing, like all my buddies that are doing gray on gum road, I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking proud of you guys. Like, that's so awesome. As long as they're giving the really good quality product to people, I'm stoked for them. I'm stoked to see this work, you know, because it's like you're giving an art center or a very high level art education for just like for like a Coca-Cola or something like (laughs) two soft drinks. that's like ridiculous, you know, I know I would be Shitting myself if I was a big institution personally. The, yeah, uh, the dawn of the new age is coming, and I'm definitely trying to be a part of it. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm ranting a lot, but um, no, let, no, let's, no. Talk let's talk a bit about rates. Let's <laughs> talk a bit about rates. I think we're in different realms. I work in completely different stuff, but kind of similar, and we're in the creative realms, but. Um, you mentioned like you have clients like, uh, magic, the gathering, and I've heard yeah. different kind of business platforms for that and stuff. And that's a very interesting business as well. From my standpoint, I'm like, it's a very, it's interesting that it's still around personally, because it was oh, yeah. around when I was like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. It's a,
1: it's a long lived game. Um, so yeah, obviously I, I worked for them. Number of other illustration jobs, uh, occasionally tiny little book covers for indie publishers and stuff. Um, occasionally a little bit of concept art I don't do as much as uh, maybe I originally wanted to but I kind of realized I wasn't cut out for it Um, I don't like doing endless iterations and revisions, (laughs) Uh, I found that out uh, which I found out is basically most of what concept art is. Yes. Um, I had this idea, of, you know, back from the old days of concept art that it was all about those pretty finished pictures, mm-hmm. and it's it's not. Uh, it's about, you know, the million revisions that it took <laughs> to get to those things. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, when I realized that, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'm not a concept artist. Uh, so most of what I do these days is probably uh, more in the lines of illustration. Um,
0: so, yeah. Um, Digital illustration for, for, like clients like magic and stuff like that
1: yeah so like magic some other game companies um uh i I do love working for authors uh i've had great experiences working for authors just on a one-to-one basis of uh, authors coming to me having something they wanted illustrated and uh, i've had just a great time with that you know they don't always have the most money and so sometimes i'll do a pretty cheap job for them but uh there's something really rewarding and fun for me uh, about that about working with someone kind of making worlds with words and to actually
0: put a picture on that um so yeah that's cool and so when let's let's break down I guess the business side of these things and you don't have to be specific but maybe if you mm-hmm. can paint like a picture for those that are starting out that are might be the might say the exact same thing as you like you know what I realize that I don't want to do concept art either because yeah. I don't like sitting there and just uh, throwing myself at the wall some people are really i really admire the people that can go like oh like you want me to repaint that 10 times oh okay sure like i admire that i'm not i'm the same way it's like i'm gonna do one thing i'm gonna do that and that's my best intention and that's what i think should be it and then i'm gonna move i'm gonna move on from there you know yeah not to say that iteration isn't a bad thing it's just you know It's just that's what I want it to be. (laughs) If I didn't do it the first time the way I want it, the second time, I don't know, maybe the second, I don't know. But that's also a total different conversation. But um, as far as, you know, like, let's say... Um, the exchange between you and somebody like a, like a decent publisher or something, you don't have to name names and stuff like that. a business structure for you set up where you set up like an agreement prior. Do you have, is there a signed document between the two of you? Um, I do that, but I'm just wondering what you have set up for yourself.
1: Yeah, this is the time I'm supposed to say I'm always good and do a contract and all that stuff, but I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you uh, that if you want it. <laughs> no, I, I have them. I could use them, but uh, so many times uh, I just I don't. And for me, I've never really been burned because I don't have a contract. Uh, I've had one guy not pay me, uh, but... Honestly, a contract wouldn't have helped me at all. It's an international client. There's no way I could sue him in his own country. Sure. So it wouldn't have helped me in the slightest. And for me, I I don't know. I guess it's just laziness and procrastination, but I've just never used contracts, as sad Hmm. as that is. Obviously, for big clients, most of the time they have a contract, which is great. Um, But for like these one off clients and stuff like that, usually just word of mouth and. and emails back and forth to state what everyone's doing and what the prices are, what the deadlines are and all that stuff is good enough. And yeah. for the most part is just as legally binding as any, you know, actual physical contract is. Um,
0: it's good a to have an email damage.
1: though, pay like a digital trail though, like you're saying oh, yes. at least. Oh uh, yes, always, 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 always keep a digital trail of this stuff because it's it's really important if ever trouble does come up. Um, I'm very glad to have a brother who's a lawyer, so I got to kind of listen in on all of his classes and stuff like that. Awesome. And at least get at least get the gist of some of the law side of things. And basically, you know, a contract is not necessarily a signed document, it's a agreement of some sort. And yeah. guess what? Unless if it's you signed. agree to do something <laughs> in an email, then that's a contract. Yeah. Um, it's as much of a contract as anything. And obviously, there's a lot of vagueness in emails, which is why the trouble can be brought up and why you should probably get a contract. Um, but uh, still, emails tend to work pretty well for me. So, uh, for the most part, if I'm working with a client, uh, say the first time, uh, if I'm working with a brand new client, I'll usually try to get 50% upfront of whatever the agreed upon price is. Uh, Because that serves a few purposes for me. Uh, It it lets me know that they're serious. lets me know that they're serious about paying me. Uh, If everything falls through eventually, I still have 50% of the money. Um, And uh, there's a bit of a trust involved as soon as that happens. And I don't usually start the work until I get that 50%. And there's something nice about that. Uh, Anytime I've done that before, uh, things have always gone well for me. Uh, Most people seem to understand pretty well. Um, my rates, as far as they go, uh, vary quite a bit depending on what I'm working on. But uh, for the most part, if someone's contacting me and they want, you know, an interior illustration in their book, an illustration of, you know, some finished thing they want, and they want something that looks like the stuff in my portfolio, say, uh, I'm usually somewhere around the rate of sixteen hundred. Uh, sometimes, say for covers and stuff like that, it'll jump up uh, a little over two thousand, maybe. 2400 or something like that yeah or on the other end maybe they're dropping it down and they want something a little sketchier and maybe i drop down to you know six seven hundred dollars um so it's somewhere in that range and of course those numbers are quite a bit less as far as i understand it from uh my experiences in concept art and advertising and stuff like that yeah advertising is crazy yeah advertising is awesome (laughs) i have had Wonderful times in advertising. I've, <laughs> I've done a couple jobs, and they've been the easiest jobs in the world, yeah. and the best paid jobs. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I have <laughs> well, that's I a yeah, vice versa <laughs> off of advertising. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a great world to be in. I almost wish I was more in that world. It's great, uh,
0: but at the but, same time, it's very soulless. So, so yeah. too much of it is very bad. So, oh yes. for the exactly. mind and body, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's something I actually really like about the world that I do work in. Is that I really like this stuff. You know, I love like fantasy books and fantasy worlds and games and stuff like that. And so while I realize I could totally be making more money doing a different kind of work in a different industry, uh, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. And I didn't get into art just to make money. I really didn't, even though some people might think I did. I didn't. Uh, I'm doing this stuff because I really like it and I really want to have fun with it. So um, I tend to choose to work in this illustration field just because I really love to. Um, so yeah,
0: that's good. I mean, it, I mean, in, of course we, for anybody to say that, like, you know, you did it for the money. It's like, okay, well, you we're all doing it for the money like <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> i really can't stand that perfect. yeah i feel that that's just somebody when people are like you're a sellout," it's like well we all are you know yeah. you, if you get up it's, in the morning and you put a shirt on you're a fucking sell out you know like yeah. come on <laughs> you know yeah. and if you don't if you go live in the woods and live as a neanderthal like that that's sometimes i mean i'm gonna rant a little bit but just sometimes it's just a bummer to hear that it's like we all are selling now in a certain form oh, yeah. i suppose you know it's just a, a different values and Levels. You know, sometimes it's worse than others, and sometimes it's not so much. It's as long as I think, as long as you're not harming anybody, it's like there's no harm there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much flack I've gotten for just the simple act of making money.
0: Really? And it it just, it what the hell? me. I know.
1: Uh, well, particularly when I was selling um, like the education stuff early on, uh, people gave me so much flack for that. Really? Um, Why is that? Because you're. This, is this, this well it was before Gumroad took off. So mm. it was before it was trendy to like sell information. Sure. Um so back then it was like, you know, you have to give it away for free. And I was like, no. No, I want to yes. sell this. Um, you know, I put a lot of time into this, it's really valuable, it'll make people better. Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna sell it. Uh and what was the complaint uh, you were getting? Um the I had I had no business uh selling this content that was all, that I was supposed to be giving it away and some fuck? like really big names in the illustration concept art community and stuff like that you know sent me personal kind of nasty messages as really? me much yeah wow and, uh, it was it was awful um it was it was a horrible experience for me. And, uh, you know, I stuck to my guns and I think in the end it turned out all right, especially considering now it's like super trendy and popular thanks to Gumroad. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, back in the day it was not. And, uh, no,
0: I caught a lot of flack for that. Wow. And how do you deal with that shit? Like, how do you deal with somebody, especially like you said, other professionals at a high level that you, maybe you admire personally attacking you?
1: really poorly. Um, yeah, I would too. I'd
0: be like fucking really just bummed out, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I did not do well with it at all. And I, I still don't do well with it at all. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, I, I do. You know, I'd like to say, yeah, I'd brush it off and just laugh it off when someone hates me on the internet. But I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I try my best to, but most of the time, it, it does really get to me. Yeah. And uh, it's really awful hearing, you know, nasty negative things about you and uh, it's really terrible and usually happens, of course, as I'm sure you've experienced by people that have never, ever talked to you in their yeah, lives no. and have no idea who you are, or what you're like or
0: anything like that. Um, They're often very bored seem, people and lost people, too, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
1: And just seem to have nothing better to do than just like talk bad about somebody for no reason. And, uh, you know, I'll never understand that mindset of wanting to do that. Uh, yeah. I just I don't get it. You know, there are plenty of people I disagree with on the internet or don't particularly like the way they put themselves out there, but I would never just like go on there and badmouth them. I mean, I've got, I've just been sitting on my computer before and gotten a message from someone I've never spoken to in my life telling me how, like, what I'm doing is wrong. Fuck and that it's, person. It's just it's shocking. Yeah. It's that someone would actually do that. That they'd sit down and be like you're wrong for
0: doing it. No, I'm not. I'm I'm selling something. That's wow. not terrible. This is good to talk about though, um especially publicly and I appreciate. It. I'm on your side with this stuff and not just because of this. You're on here. If you were wrong, I would tell you, but at the same time. <laughs> and I, and I wouldn't actually probably say that because at <laughs> the same time like I'm not one of those Neanderthals like I that life isn't as simple as you're right and you're wrong. I mean, when right, it comes sure. to certain very abstract things, such as like making a supported living off of like teaching oh, and sure. sustaining, mean, that's that's very complex, you know. So, yeah. um, so I think as far as people coming on here and saying like, so the product that you were creating, were you releasing it for like an affordable price? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the stuff is affordable. I put out a, the first thing that I really put out was
1: a thing on freelancing called The Art of Freelancing. Okay. And it was like, uh, it was $57, which is, you know, more than a lot of stuff back then, but it was comparable to, say, like a Gnoman DVD back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, it was four hours long, it was a long talk. And in my opinion, it was very good information. You know, I recorded it, whatever, four years ago or something like that. Sure. And I stand by everything I say in there. That's good. It's still very good information. Uh, I'm extremely proud of what I made. And uh, I think a lot of people have this idea that I just opened up a program and recorded for four hours and then put it
0: out there. (laughs) Yeah. But really,
1: it it was about... Two months of writing and preparation and recording and editing and narrating and all that stuff. Uh, and it was a lot of effort for me. And uh, it, people were just shocked that I would sell something like that hmm. um, and really, really mad at me. Uh, just fl- un- unreasonably mad.
0: On the flip side, did you have people reaching out to you telling you that it's helped them with their career and that kind of stuff? Oh, or? yeah. Okay. I've had
1: tons of good responses from it. Ratio and, wise, uh, bad
0: to good what is it Eighty oh, twenty? It, it's higher than that it's probably 100 to one that's amazing then uh, yeah uh, but there's one percent i just hate them <laughs>
1: uh, exactly oh. I mean, and for all of my stuff all the time no matter what i offer like full refund you don't even have to tell me why you can just be like i want my money back but i really enjoyed it and I'd be fine with that. I'll always return everyone's money. Wow! No questions asked. That's awesome. And I, I've always had this policy. I always will have this policy. It's it's always been good for me. And honestly, from all the people who have you know returned art of freelancing, so to speak, uh, it hits somewhere around one to two percent. And even them, uh, I, I think probably ninety nine percent of them said that it was great stuff, but it just wasn't right for them for where they are right now. And, uh, you know, hearing that from people who have actually paid for it and been like, oh, yeah, it was actually really great, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for or expecting. That's fine. I don't I don't care. You can have your money back. Thanks for trying it. Honestly.
0: Wow. You that's know? amazing. Uh, like, look, so, I'd be like, no, fuck you. You took it. <laughs> you ate the fucking fruit. <laughs> like you, you just eat the rest of it. You can't put it back. <laughs> but yeah, at the I same mean, time, that's a really me, I, that's admirable. Me, I don't know? care.
1: You know, if you're getting the information, that's great. You know, I remember being a student. And I remember, you know, pirating stuff. And if someone wants to pirate any of my stuff, it's available on all the torrent sites and you can go right ahead. I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, more power to you. If I help, you know, one person become like a professional artist because they pirated my stuff, then it's worth it for me. That's awesome. Um, I care far, far, far more about that than making a few bucks off of somebody.
0: And I think it's really smart of you too. like um, I'm getting into this realm as well as where, um, you know, you can make X amount by working for a client and that offers you certain freedoms, but it doesn't offer you necessarily like uh, enough freedom, at least for me. And so what I'm looking at is different like different um, like ways of creating revenue so that I can open up to doing different things. You know, like I'm building Mm -hmm. this project called Lost Boy, which is this huge world that I'm working on. But like, I really can't even do it because I'm, it's not out of choice necessarily. I mean, I do so many things, it's, but it's more or less like I'm, most of my time is spent just sitting in my office working on client stuff. And so right. what I want to do is be able to create my worlds and things like that. But I can only do that if I can open up revenue so that I can free up time, basically. It's like this yeah. weird paradox, you know? But um, it's interesting to hear that because, I mean, like one of my really close friends, Anthony Jones, who's like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I'm sure you're aware of him. Like oh, yeah. He's helped get this Gumroad thing kind of pushed quite a bit and Miche and everybody else and stuff. But what it's what's really interesting to me is to hear how negative people are being. I mean, if you're selling like a good quality product and you're releasing it for a, a reasonable price, it's like... People that are hating on that are just, um, I feel like are like reversed. <laughs> reversed it like they're going backwards you know it's like yeah. no everybody like shut up like <laughs> just keep pushing forward support this like if if yeah. you're jealous that they're making money you're not then go make your own shit like make good quality yeah. stuff and then you will see how hard it is like you said like people just think you'd pet record and said hey let's do this and you know, that's like oh yeah no it's, this is mu mo- this is actually um i always bring this up but it's like the picasso thing where he's drawing the sketch at a party for this woman on a napkin mm-hmm. And he whips up like a portrait of her in like thirty seconds or a minute or something. She's like, "Wow, I can't believe that it, was, it only took you a minute and it looks so good." And and he he's he's like, "Only a minute? It's my entire life, you know." Yeah. Like, and that's the yeah, truth, sure. man. Like, these things that you've learned about freelancing come from who you are as a person, that extend all the way down to your earliest memories of like what it is to be a human being. I imagine, yeah. you know, and. There's, there's a cost to that, you know, and 57 bucks, I mean, come on, you know, it's like, get out of <laughs> yeah. here with that shit.
1: I was like, if it honestly does not give you $57 worth of information, you know, I'd be happy to give you your money back. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, you that's know? cool. So, I don't know. It it shocks me how little money people feel like putting into this, Let of course, like, the student loan thing. Um, yeah, it's but, crazy. I mean, f- for me, like, paying for information has always paid off yes. you know i used to i remember back in the day i was i was starting out out around the time uh, all the massive black videos were coming out you know back in the day when you know, jason chan and stuff like that were putting out these videos and i happily paid for those things i paid for a ton of those things and they taught me how to paint yeah. they taught me all that i know basically about photoshop at the time um and i was super happy to pay for that uh particularly knowing that you're giving money to the artist yeah you know isn't that a good thing? Yes. You know, isn't
0: that a good thing to support the artists that you really like? Yeah, uh, and they so, can go on and uh, make better work to inspire you even further, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a circle, you know. I don't it's just weird. I feel like some people want to break that circle and, you know, just because and if you're listening, you're one of those people, like seriously, take a second, think about your actions before you do them because it's just you yeah. you're, you're reversing this stuff. Like stop it. Like I mean, it's it's cool to question people and like get that and it's it's good to um, wonder people's intentions, but like, like you said, it's like, if, especially if you are you seem to be very publicly open about your lifestyle. I haven't noticed any, like, Ferraris or mansions, you know? <laughs> like, come on, no, guys. Like, no, seriously. I, I
1: travel a lot, but I don't think people realize how cheaply I tend to travel, too. Traveling like, is cheap. A, when I was in Iceland, I was staying in a tent, and I was hitchhiking. <laughs> um, that's not that expensive. No, like, I hate no. to break it to you, but I don't,
0: like, you know, live the ultimate life of glamour. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that actually Tim Ferriss brings that up. I don't know if you've ever listened to his books or, oh, or yeah. read any of his stuff, but he he mentions how like he travels the world on a very uh, an extreme budget, basically, and relates that to like the average cost of living a month in like in in, in America, and yeah. like how far your dollar can go. And I've seen that personally. Um, even for example, I was in Japan, and I had thought Japan to be this place where um, it was going to be very expensive. It obviously is, but it's not nearly as expensive as San Francisco, yeah. uh, you know, and San Francisco as a city in, in America is just ridiculously expensive, like ridiculously, oh, yeah. like you oh, have, awful. yeah, it's ridiculous. Like it's just, uh, <laughs> you gotta yeah. have, you gotta be like, um, you know, on, a, on a whole different tax bracket to just afford like a, a little studio yeah. or something. I mean, no.
1: Yeah. I, I spent a few months living in uh, New York city. Oh yeah. <laughs> dear God. I, I was, that was expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when people like see that, oh, he's in New Zealand, he must be like super rich. No, he's <laughs> way cheaper than New York. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anything
1: just, is cheaper than New York. So uh, those are just blanket statements.
0: I feel like that's a weird thing, you know? Yeah. But we're wrapping uh, this up. I want to I wanna, um, thank you. This has been a really amazing conversation. I'm sorry to end on this kind of stuff, but I think it's really great that what you're doing. I think that people should encourage that. you know, and I think that releasing things. I noticed just the other night too, you released all your brushes on your website for free. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. come on, man. Like <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm, and like you said, and, and for me too, I have the same thing. I have the same evaluation for the hundred people that love the podcast. There's one of them's like, Oh, it's, podcast. oh <laughs> it's too good for me. It's like, well, it's free. It takes yeah. a lot of work. Like if you yeah. don't want to listen to it, <laughs> go throw your head into the wall. I don't know, like shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah I know, man. Well, wiping the internet's butt, it's like, come on, you know? <laughs> but no, if, seriously, if for all that, like focusing on the positive, like for me, yeah. my own approach and like the way that I've experienced, there's there's way more positive that just oh, yeah. undeniable. There's a lot of amazing people out there that are just really fucking amazing and super yeah. solid and wanting to be awesome and encouraging that in others, you know? So... Yep, I, I totally agree with you there. And thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your awesome life with us. I really appreciate it. There's we you're welcome on anytime if you ever want to come back on, talk Sweet. about something that you're really into or Yeah, this has been awesome. Thanks uh thanks so much for having me absolutely and yeah thank you so much for coming on and like i said if you ever want to come on just let me know and we'll do a round two sweet. sounds good to me awesome buddy we'll have a great day and thank you so much for sharing what you're doing and everything else and we'll have links to your work and everything else along with uh, show notes on the podcast so yeah sweet thank you no worries see you buddy have a good one get some sleep and boom just like that that's the end of this week's episode thank you guys so much for listening in you guys know you can find links to all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcastcom 96. You can also find links to our Facebook and our Twitter and check us out on iTunes. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Go be powerful. Go be prolific. Peace out, everyone.